The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Unity will be the theme of President Trump's State of the Union address this week. Here's White House correspondent Greg Clugston. With the country polarized by politics, the president says he plans to emphasize unity when he addresses Congress and the American people on Tuesday night. I really think it's going to be a speech that's going to cover a lot of territory, but part of it's going to be unity. He's also offering good wishes to Stacey Abrams, who will give the Democratic response. I respect her. I don't know her. I haven't met her, but I hope she does a good job. Last fall, Abrams narrowly lost the Georgia governor's race and is viewed as someone who represents the future of the Democratic Party. Greg Clugston, the White House. A state attorney general spokesman says that a man taken into custody after a sheriff's deputy was killed and another one wounded during a 12-hour standoff in Ohio is likely to be charged with aggravated murder. More details at srnnews.com. Hugh Hewitt does see a way to get a compromise on border security. My view is if they go big, they can. They ought to ask, the Republicans ought to say, Democrats, give us your wish list and write it up in a bill. And then we'll edit, delete, and add provisions. You start with your bill, give it to us as though you had 60 senators. What do you want? And let's see if we can't get to a draft. That's how you do it. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Another hour with the headliner Mitch Berg up next year on the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad is back in studio next weekend. Glad you're joining us here on a Sunday afternoon. It's a gray one out there, foggy. Tonight, freezing rain is likely overnight down to 23 for our overnight low for Monday. A chance of freezing rain and some snow. And temps drop to about 12 degrees by late afternoon on Monday. So glad you're joining us here on The Patriot. We are the Twin Cities home for Intelligent Radio. The second hour of the Narn up next. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, set us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the Patriot, just a month shy of its 15th birthday, uh, which means it's high time that we put on our 10th anniversary party. We've been putting it off, well, for five years now. I think we're going to have to get to that. So stay tuned for details there, which means I'm going to have to start planning something here real quick because it's getting getting to be a little ridiculous. This is almost like a government project. Anyway, five years overdue. Uh, Of course, no budget, but whatever. It'll be fun. It'll be worth the wait. Well, okay, it'll be a party. All right. 651-289-4488 is the number to call, uh, should you care to join me. I honestly hope you do, because it's a talk show. And and while that usually does mean I do the talking, uh, it's still still fun to have you all calling in. And I'm always gratified by the, uh, the quality of the calls we get. I... I remember back when I did my first talk show at the Evil Talk Empire, uh, though I should say the late Evil Talk Empire, uh, 30-odd years ago. Uh, the overnight crowd was you sort of – you kind of rolling the dice when you dealt with the overnight audience. But on weekend afternoons, we get the smart ones out there uh, for the most part. I think I recall in 15 years having three or four callers that were just flat-out bizarro crazies. Uh, so – 
this is good. This is good. Uh, I take that as a compliment, all you folks out there. 651-289-4488. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's Narn show. By the way, I am not Brad Carlson. I'm in for Brad Carlson today, as happens periodically. Uh, Brad and I were out at Holster Heroes yesterday. Great time out there, as always. It was a beautiful day for it. And we had a great time as we always do. Brad is off on assignment, as he frequently is, uh, apparently commemorating the fact that today is just two weeks, I believe, until pitchers and catchers report. I, I can't imagine what else there is out there sports-wise going on today. And since the Bears aren't involved, I don't even care. So uh, that's uh, that's what uh, that it was. Anyway, beautiful day out there at the lake, and a lucky thing too, because as you may recall, because it was in all the papers and all the uh, on the TV here in town. It got a little brisk. I mean, I'm from North Dakota, and even I'm here to tell you, it was it was brisk, especially Tuesday night when the wind was howling and it was 20-odd below. And I was having some North Dakota flashbacks there as I walked up the street in my uh, shorts and my tennis shoes and my tank top. I was thinking, yeah, I just feel a little bit like North Dakota out here. Maybe I'll have to, maybe I'll have to put on a windbreaker when I get home. Well, when I get home, because I had to play a little bit of sandlot football with my friends before I uh, went home. No, it was brisk. It was brisk. No, no kidding. I mean, I, it, was, it, was, it was chilly out there, and I know it was a, a burden for an awful lot of people. I know a lot of people had frozen pipes. A lot of people had uh, all kinds of uh, cold-related issues. I even had one. I had some. I did my best. I had a little bit of uh, ice freeze up in the drain line of my washer, my washing machine. And that's, you know, I'll have a, I'll have a space heater ready for that right there next time it turns cold. It was apparently going to be next Wednesday. But it got cold. It got warm in time for Holes for Heroes, thankfully. It's nice that it worked out that way. Uh, but the cold was in the news as it is every year in Minnesota because Minnesotans, the upper Midwest is one of the few places in the United States where talking about the weather isn't sort of shorthand for it. We've run out of things to talk about. The weather can kill you. Well, up in northern Minnesota and and the Dakota, the northern part of the Dakotas, yes, it can kill you. Yeah, it, yeah, it can kill you here too. I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday night, it was pretty lethal stuff, uh, all kidding aside. And the weather makes... People talk about doing crazy things. Kind of like the politics makes people talk about doing crazy things. By the way, quick aside here. You know how Republicans and conservatives mock and taunt the likes of Alec Baldwin and Rosie O'Donnell for saying, well, if so-and-so wins the election, I'm, I'm, moving, to, I, I'm, I'm, moving, to, uh, I'm moving to France. To which we reply, well, do it. Shut up and keep the drama to yourself and get out. Don't let the custom gate hit you where the good Lord, you know how it goes. All right. So every time there's a bad election in Minnesota, I hear a mass of caterwauling Minnesotan conservatives. And I'm debating putting that in scare quotes, but now they are conservatives, but I, I can't. Uh, I, I'm going to put that. I'm going to qualify that by saying they're conservatives who talk about ah, I'm moving to Texas, I'm moving to Florida, and of course most of them don't. Most of them are still here. I know a, a couple of uh, activists in particular who've been promising to move to Texas for years now, and they are here. They're still. Here. One of them said, "Yeah, no, we got a we got a place picked out. We're all lined up, got jobs, all set to go." 
and here they remain. That's fine. Glad to have you here. I don't want to kick anyone out, but bragging about how you're running away when things get tough, not where I come from. Anyway, there are people who talk about uh, that. That's politics. Okay, that's that's politics. And and I, for one, choose to stay and fight. Hence, here I am on the air 15 years later. But the other thing that gets people talking about moving is the weather, especially people who retire, who uh, who have the option of retiring, Uh, mostly federal workers, I'm going to guess. Anyway, uh, there was a piece that 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 uh, came out this past week. On Minnesota Public Radio uh, by reporter Martin Moylan, uh, and it's on the website uh, at NPR dot, uh, nprnews.org. Uh, it's sluglined, uh, cold got you thinking about where to retire. Arizona is tops for snowbirds. And, and it talks about the, the fact that uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota retirees, you'd think that the, the top uh, and destination for Minnesota retires, retirees leaving the state would be Florida, because actually in Naples, Florida, there's a fairly prominent area of uh, of the Naples uh, community where there's a lot of retired Minnesotans, especially a lot of retired Minnesota politicians seem to wind up in the Naples area, uh, which is fine, whatever. But apparently, statistically speaking, Arizona is the prime destination for retiring Minnesotans who want to leave the call. And by the way, it's a fairly small number because most people either can't afford to retire out of state or have family in the state that they don't want to leave. I got to admit, part of it's my uh, stubbornness, part of the fact that my family's all here or within driving distance of here. But if I ever get to retire, which let's be honest, I'm not, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm staying here because, A, the cold doesn't chase me any more than a bunch of feckless progressives do. Second of all, this is where the actual people in my life are. Why would I want to leave anyway? But the top destination for Minnesotans giving up on year-round residence here in Minnesota is Arizona, according to Martin Moylan's piece in Minnesota Public Radio, on Minnesota Public Radio this past week. Census data, and I quote, indicate that uh, roughly 25,000 Minnesotans have moved there in the past decade or so, including, and he names a couple of uh, people who have left and, and moved to Minnesota after living here for 30 years, quote, they were actors. When they moved to the state, end up pursuing several different career paths in film, media, and other fields. Hence, they're in the Rolodex of someone from Minnesota Public Radio. Catch my drift. Uh, and and they painted a lovely picture of northern Arizona. By the way, I love northern Arizona. I very, very nearly moved to northern New Mexico when I got out of college. It was my second choice behind the Twin Cities. And they they talk about some stuff that that sounds attractive enough if you are wired that way. Quote, sometimes we get snow. You never have to shovel it, said uh, John McKinley. Uh, It's a woman's name, by the way. If uh, it's oftentimes up on the mountains, you get these gorgeous snows up in the mountains and maybe a little bit on your driveway, but it melts the next day, and it's usually very sunny all winter long. Well, okay, I can see why that attracts some people. I can see why that, that, that attracts some people who perhaps are not from here, perhaps are not from even colder places originally, and for, for whom the, the Twin Cities is actually kind of balmy, even weeks like this past week notwithstanding, generally speaking, pretty pretty tame winters but compared to what we grew up with. Catch my drift. So that was all fine and dandy. But there was a piece in this article by Martin Moylan at Minnesota Public Radio News that, that caught my attention. And it, it caught my attention because of an observation that I made about news coverage in the Twin Cities 
uh, of politics some time ago. And, and I've noticed this is a template on all of the major media, including Minnesota Public Radio, which, by the way, uh, is an organization I've praised for its relative even-handedness in the past. But they, and of course their related organization, National Public Radio, is much worse at this. Uh, here's the example of how it works. If they're doing a story about a Republican accusing a Democrat of something, they will say, the article will go something like this. The Republican candidate Joe Schmo uh, accused Democrat uh, John Smith of jaywalking. Smith denied it. And if it's the other way around, Democrat John Smith accused Republican Joe Schmo of jaywalking, and they'll throw in a little extra piece in there in their organization's editorial voice. Opinion polls also indicate that most Minnesotans hate jaywalkers. They throw in, whenever the Democrat stands to benefit from it, they throw in a little bit of their organization's editorial voice on behalf of their preferred party. And as relatively good about staying detached from politics as Minnesota Public Radio frequently tries to be, they are no less susceptible to this than Channel 4, than Esme Murphy, easily the most biased, significant journalist in this state, other than perhaps Carrie Miller, uh, than any of the other news organizations, including uh, the Star Tribune and National Public Radio. They all do it. They all lend a certain amount of their editorial voice at some point or another, to supporting the Democrats' position. Whereas a Republican takes a position, the, state, the statements supporting the Dem, a Republican's position, or perhaps agreeing with the Republican, are just kind of left out there on their own. Republican said it, Democrat denied it. Or perhaps Republican said it, Joe Schmo said that Democrat John Smith jaywalked. By the way, our organization's poll, the Minnesota Public Radio, University of Minnesota poll, showed that most people don't believe that John Smith jaywalked. They've just used their editorial voice to support the idea that they're, while they're reporting the facts as they were presented, uh, they were lending just a little bit of our editorial mojo to the idea that it's really the Democrat we support on this here. They don't do that for Republicans microscopically often it may happen, once in a blue moon. But they do it for Repo Democrats constantly, including in this piece. What should be a fairly straightforward piece about the number of Minnesotans who leave the state because of the weather to retire to warmer places and, and why they do it. Oh, yeah, there's a political angle. We'll get to it. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Break all the windows in the cold, cold. In the cold, cold ground. In the cold, cold ground. If you're dreaming of something greater, a college degree, job skills, or technical training, serving part-time in the Army National Guard can help make your dreams a reality. Right now, the Army National Guard is offering up to $20,000 enlistment bonus or a $350 a month educational stipend to qualified candidates as well as those with prior military service. Already received your education or are currently in school? You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. 
These benefits can help you get the education you need to land the civilian career you want. Plus, as a proud member of the Guard, you'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community during emergencies and natural disasters. To learn more about the many benefits that come with part-time service in the Army National Guard, visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Minnesota National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Us Minnesotans, we're tough and we know cold. But the Patriot is putting your safety first by moving Prepare and Respond on air. Join us Sunday, February 10th at 6 p.m. on our sister station, AM 980 The Mission. Our keynote speakers will still present on blocking cyber threats, planning for a crisis situation, and more. But now you can listen from the comfort and safety of home. Thanks to our sponsor, Henningsen and Snoxel. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. I was thinking recently on how much I dislike buying or selling a car or making any large purchases. No matter what happens, I end up thinking I got the short end of the deal. I have a sneaking suspicion that many of you are just the same as me. I'd like to let you know that if you have us in your home, we will not pressure you into anything. We will tell you what we see as your options, but we do not want you to do something that will give you buyer's remorse. Philippians 2 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call today at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. A worn-out battery can cause your phone to die really quickly. Don't pay to upgrade to a new phone. Let Arby's replace your old worn-out iPhone battery with a new one. We can also replace screens, cameras, and power connections so you can give your iPhone problems the boot. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Well, you heard it before. I'm just going to mention it again. While, while Minnesotans are tough, figure discretion is the better part of braggadocio and the station and uh, the good folks at Henningsen Snock. So uh, decide to postpone to move the prepare and respond uh, meeting. This is going to be happening this past Thursday, uh, moving it on air. They, they, they had to postpone it due to the weather. Uh, so we're going to be doing it live on our sister station, AM 980, The Mission, uh, a week from today, Sunday the 10th at 6 p.m. Same great panel of security experts, same vital information, all the tools you need to protect yourself, your employees, and your school. By the way, if you're wondering what happened to uh, all the uh, the breakfasts that were ordered for that event, it went to first responders around the Twin Cities. Uh, suspect that went over fairly well. So that's turning lemons into frozen lemonade anyway you can see photos and get more information uh, on our live prayers and respond broadcast at the am 1280 the patriot facebook page again it's supported by our friends at hennings henningson and snoxell so uh prepare and respond still coming 
you can get in on this. In fact, it's easier than ever to, to find out the neat things you need to know to safeguard your church, your place of work, uh, your place of business, whatever you need to, to, to safeguard. That's what we're about here. Anyway, before the break, speaking of, of cold weather, we, we were talking about a piece that Minnesota Public Radio's Martin Moylan did about Minnesotans retiring to warmer climes. It's a small number. 2,500 Minnesotans a year uh, retire to Arizona, relatively smaller numbers to Florida, Texas, to other warmer locales. A few even go to Mexico, including a former governor of the state. Uh, And most of the article was pretty much focused on the facts. I mean, the fact is some people don't like to shovel. Some people like to hike. There's some beautiful hiking in Arizona. If you're, if you're all about the hike, it's a great place to be. So it's, it's no po- more power to them, but couldn't leave well enough alone. And, and this is one of those things that, that you look at and think, okay, even organizations like Minnesota Public Radio that at least publicly make a, a an effort, make some showing in, in trying to keep their news coverage even-handed, to detach uh, their editorial voice from their personal politics, to detach their reporting from any politics they may have personally, and do generally an acceptable job of it. They just can't get rid of it entirely. In the middle of all these facts, 1% of Minnesota retirees leave, uh, retirees leave the state every year. That's interesting to know. Majority of retiring Minnesotans who stay put have children, other family members that they don't want to leave. I totally get that. Probably going to drive most of my decisions at some point here. Someday in 30 or 40 years where I might get to stop working uh, because in this state we're going to be so busy paying for public employees' pensions so that they can retire when they're 55. So I'm not going to be retiring, I don't know, ever. <laughs> but there's always got to be a political angle. And, and here it is. It's in Martin Moylan's piece. He fits it in. Politically, Moylan writes, and I quote, Arizona has been bright red historically, but it may be turning purple. And if politics matter, newcomers can find communities that align with their social and other perspectives. After Arizona, the most popular states are Florida, Texas, California, and Wisconsin. Lakefront cabins apparently make up for the northern climates. That's entirely possible. But that paragraph before that, warning potential retirees in the Minnesota public radio audience that Arizona has been bright red, but it may be turning purple. Yeah, about the time Texas does. (laughs) And if politics matter, you can find people who can keep your Minnesota progressive metro area echo chamber alive untouched. You can maybe move to a community where people see things differently than you, the majority see things differently than you, and still not to have not have your, your smug urban progressive privilege combined with that Minnesota passive aggression and that deep-seated upper-middle-class entitlement that you find among people who get their groceries from Whole Foods, their news from John Oliver, and their culture from Minnesota Public Radio. Maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. Who get their <laughs> who get their cars from Volvo, who get their outerwear from Patagonia, who get their cliches from John Stewart. 
and I thought it was curious and, and kind of funny in a way and typical that you have a reporter who's say, okay, a lot of Minnesotans decide to move to a place that's conservative. But you have options. As if the idea of moving to a place where people might have to accept some cognitive dissonance is too terrible for, if not for Martin Moylan, I'm not going to put thoughts in his head, but if, as if the thought, as if some editor at Minnesota Public Radio before greenlighting that story said, well, some of these people in our audience are going to think, what, move to a state full of Trumpkins? How weird is that? Well, don't worry. You've got little mini echo chambers scattered around the place. The retirees that they focused on lived in Sedona, by the way, which is a big artist community. Beautiful place, by the way. I've been to Sedona. It's gorgeous down there. Uh, I, if I were to move to Sedona, I would be a hard, <laughs> I would be probably as much a fish out of water, politically speaking, as I am here doing a talk show in the Twin Cities. Let's just put it that way. Sedona is one of those places that, according to Martin Moylan, quote, newcomers can find communities that align with their social and other perspectives. And, it, and I don't know if I want to rip on Moylan and Minnesota Public Radio entirely about this because it's also it's i think i think it says just as much about the audience they're speaking to as as it does about them and if that were it well then that would be fine but it's not it later on in the uh, argument uh, later on in the argument no the article which starts to turn into an argument in a minute here Quote, the departure of Minnesotans for other states is at the center of a long-simmering debate over tax policy. Now, remember how I set the story up. When Democrats, or sorry, when the Twin Cities media does a story, if they lend their editorial voice to anything, it will be to support the Democrats. If they depart from just presenting facts, the facts present in the story itself, if they use their editorial voice to depart from the strict parameters of the story to find information to support someone, it'll always, almost always be to support the Democrat. So, quoting Martin Moylan, quote, the departure of Minnesotans for other states is at the center of a long-simmering debate over tax policy. Conservatives have long argued that Minnesota's relatively high taxes Relatively high taxes drive a good number of wealthy people to lower tax states. The Center of the American Experiment published a study in 2016 that said between 2013 and 2014, Minnesota lost nearly a billion dollars in net household income to other states. The analysis said taxes are a major reason. Quote, of the 10 states to which Minnesota loses the most income, eight are lower tax states in the bottom half of tax burden rankings. Okay, factual. But... Some prominent economists dispute such allegations. Quote, it's not high taxes, said Art Roldnick, former director of research at the Federal Reserve in Minneapolis. It's the bitter cold that makes people relocate, at least for the winter. This time of year, Rolnick spends several months recharging in Phoenix, and he says a lot of seasonal snowbirds from Minnesota. He said that, like him, it will remain a Minnesotan for life. Minnesota has, I think, the best quality of life in the country, said Rolnick. It's a wonderful education system, wonderful theater. It's got wonderful arts, great place to to live. So, in the meantime, what we have 
is the is facts which, by the way, kudos to Martin Boylan and Minnesota Public Radio for going to the center of the American experiment for facts about the issue, actual statistics from an actual study that actually went through it and, and kicked the tires on actual economic numbers to show that Minnesota loses a billion dollars a year in household income to other states from retirees fleeing the cold and the taxes. So what do they use their, uh, econo- uh, their editorial voice for? An anecdotal story from some guy who's, by the way, used to work at the Federal Reserve Bank, who says, ah, it's about the cold. Shut up about the taxes. It's about the cold. Minnesotans get a benefit, uh, says Moylan, from the high taxes they pay, Roldick said. Gosh, what side of the political aisle is Art Rolnick on? Quote, there's a trade-off there. You can move to a state that has significantly lower taxes for you, and that may work, but odds are the quality of life just isn't going to be what it is in Minnesota. And it's the quality of life, says Martin Moylan, that keeps Minnesotans from moving. So you see what just happened there. It's not a bad story, except the editorial voice steps outside the parameters of telling the facts to find a prominent unstated Democrat to say, "Eh, it's not taxes. Look at the services you get. Why you got a train. So if you're a retired Minnesotan who needs to go from one downtown to the other, for some reason, undefined at this point, you can sit in someone's vomit and do it. There's the service you get for your tax dollars. What do you get for your tax dollars? Why, you can have the privilege of paying for public employee unions to give their members pensions when they're 55, which is why most of us cannot retire anyway, unless you're a public employee. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488. Media bias can be blatant. It can be subtle. More when we come back. Northern Alliance AM 1280, The Patriot. It's cold out there. Do you ever think about what would happen if your furnace quit working? The best way to prevent a breakdown is to schedule a furnace tune-up today at Snelling Heating. To ensure your furnace is operating at peak performance, call the experts at Snelling today for your 21-point furnace tune-up. Don't wait to find out your furnace isn't working. Schedule your furnace tune-up today at SnellingCompany.com or at 651-646-7381. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. In the Old Testament, the second coming of Jesus Christ is mentioned 1,200 times. And in the New Testament, there are over 300 direct prophecies that deal with the second coming of Jesus Christ. In order to understand the times we live in, we cannot just take in what is told to us by our news services. It doesn't matter if you are conservative or liberal. You will never fully understand the times without the Bible. God is the one who sets the course of history in play, and he is the only one to discern where our world is headed. That is why reading the Bible helps you see through God's eyes the course we are taking as a human race. It has been reported that one-third of Scripture is prophecy, and with such a percentage, it is clear God wants us to be aware of the times and the future. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org.
Did you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special. You mean like being a president or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer. I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance, or would like to support the work of Pro Life Across America, please call one eight hundred three six six seven 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 three, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. With devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more, Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit Crosswalk.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. The date ring a bell. Every day. Jay is the sixtieth anniversary of uh, what Don McLean called the day the music died. Uh, the first great rock and roll tragedy, February third, nineteen fifty nine. Sixty years ago today. Uh, three of rock and roll's biggest stars, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, uh, and uh, JP, the big bopper, Richardson, were killed 60 years ago tonight in a plane crash near Clear Lake, Iowa. Uh, and it's, of course, my personal tie, to, not even a tie-in with that, but uh, just as a piece of uh, local trivia that everyone who ever grew up playing guitar in rural North Dakota had front and center in their mind. 20 years later, as I was playing in my first band, we were keenly aware that the one North Dakota to that point to ever make it out of North Dakota and find a career to speak of uh, did it because of that night. Uh, the late Bobby V, who just uh, died of uh, Alzheimer's within the last couple of years here, uh, was uh, had a, a little garage band uh the shadows uh, from Enderland, North Dakota. Just uh, now, it's a suburb of Fargo. Back then, it was a small town down the Red or up the Red River from Fargo, and it was the only band that was available to fill in uh, when B- Buddy Holly didn't show up uh, because his plane had crashed, and so that was his big break. The, uh, the room was full of of press uh, because, of course, Buddy Holly, one of the biggest stars in music. Uh, especially since Elvis Presley had been drafted, uh, was killed. And the media was there to see what happened. And, and what happened was Bobby V, a quite talented young fella from, uh, at that time, 16, I believe, from uh, Enderland, North Dakota, filled in on no notice and by all accounts uh, killed it and built himself a career as a pop star and a very underappreciated, in some ways underrated pop star in his own way. His story is kind of a fascinating one in of itself. Anyway, that all started 60 years ago tonight. A long, long time ago, I can still remember what... No, wait, somebody already got that line. Anyway, uh, 60 years ago tonight, for those of you who were paying attention back then, I did not because I was not born yet. But uh, still, uh, an event that still uh, resounds through music today. 
So, uh, people occasionally ask me, uh, they, they, two, two lines that pop up. Number one, why are you such a Second Amendment advocate? I mean, don't you care about the children? Of course, I do. I'm a Second Amendment advocate because I spent my formative years, even when I was still a Democrat and a liberal, reading about the Holocaust and thinking about, yeah, what if someone had been able to deter Hitler and his goons and henchmen from murdering millions of people, from <laughs> from beating people up in the street to uh, to ensure their own political power, so like some sort of 1920s German anti-fa. I guess you'd call him pro-fa in that case. Uh, How would history be different? We don't know because, of course, Jews and other undesirables uh, were barred the right to keep and bear arms back then. Another thing that they ask is what? Those of you who, who, and gun control advocates, think they're coming out of some original thought with this next one. They'll, They'll ask, so what, you think that you and your hunting rifle are going to fight against a tank to which i respond this is america and the people who man those tanks who are in those infantry units who largely fly those planes are the parents the siblings the children the uncles and aunts nieces nephews cousins of the people who own the guns. And so if government ever gets it in its full head to try and oppress the American people, especially go to door to door looking for guns, they'll be going door to door to the relatives of the people who disproportionately make up the military. I mean, a kid uh, from Robert Kaplan in his uh, classic book, Imperial Grunts from 2005, I uh, pointed out that a kid from Texas is 32 times more likely to serve in the military than a kid from New York City. And that kid from New York City is probably a blue-collar kid from Staten Island or or a Puerto Rican kid from the Bronx who is not representative of Ocasio-Cortez, clearly, someone who actually chose well in life. Anyway, I digress. The the odds are, in fact, that it's not so much that the guy with the hunting rifle is going to be fighting the tank as it is the guy with the hunting rifle and the guy with the tank are going to be fighting the John Oliver fan with the protest sign and the pink kitty hat. That's just the way it, it's going to break out if it happens that way. And and I've had a few liberals go, huh, you may have a point. I've had a few pro- progressives go, that's not how it's going to work. And to which I responded, well, yeah, it will. And I have actual objective evidence to support that this past week. As Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, paradise, Venezuela, uh, starts to maybe come to a reckoning with the fact that socialism, in other words, the policy that Representative Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders and a whole lot of millennial bobbleheaded baristas support, kills people. And just a little piece that popped up this past week in an article about the ongoing strife in Venezuela it's been pointed out that if Venezuela had a Second Amendment, and it doesn't, I mean, to, to some extent, civilians did have firearms in Venezuela till recently, but that was repealed, and goons did, in fact, go door to door to confiscate firearms and give the gangs that are allied with the Maduro government a monopoly on force. 
And when I say monopoly on force, I'm not doing in that sort of tooth, in that sort of toothless way that that feckless American libertarians refer to it. They do, in fact, have a monopoly on force because the scenario I spell out to my progressive friends, uh, I the 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 guy in his hunting rifle and the guy in the tank joining up against the guy you know with the sign and the pink kitty hat, is exactly what Nicolas Maduro was worried about in Venezuela because he got to jump ahead. Uh, this is a piece that came out of Venezuela this past week. Military defectors from the Venezuelan military who have fled to Colombia say it's about the guns. By the way, this is from the Truth About the Second Amendment, uh, the Truth About Guns website. Military defectors say uh, becoming free is, in fact, about the guns in Venezuela. The military apparently doesn't have any, or at least has no access to them, Let's read that again. The military apparently doesn't have access to their guns, despite the massive arms sales from Russia that Venezuela's socialist regime has spent all of its oil money. Well, not all. There's corruption and kleptocracy going on as well. But corruption, kleptocracy, and guns before butter, or before masa, I guess. They eat masa in Venezuela? I don't know. Anyway. Despite the massive arms sales from Russia that Venezuela's socialist regime has spent all of its bounty on, uh, former soldier, uh, former Venezuelan soldier Hidalgo Anwaje added, quote, We're not saying that we need only U.S. support, but also Brazil, Colombia, Peru, all of our brother countries, that we are up against this dictatorship. The military men are pleading for arms. They'll take care of the job, they say, if they have the tools to do it. Recall, this is a quote, by the way, from The Truth About Guns. Recall that, quote, when Venezuelan soldiers mutinied in the era of Petare earlier this month, their priority was also seizing weapons. It does suggest that a penurious armed force with no access to weapons is the problem. Apparently, not even the soldiers are trusted with guns by the dictatorship. That deserves a repeat, I think. It does suggest that a penurious armed force with no access to weapons is a problem for achieving freedom, or at least overthrowing the dictatorship. Apparently, not even the soldiers are trusted with guns by the dictatorship. The Maduro regime is starting to arm gangs as a means of checking the military. They trust gangs and thugs but not responsible military men with guns and seem to have disarmed the military. People in America who are familiar with our founding fathers and the genesis of this country know that our founding fathers were terrified of the notion of a standing military. They thought it was the greatest threat to freedom there is. And it's worth noting that in some parts of the world, the military is what stands between the people and a dictatorship. Not always. There have been some horrible military dictatorships, Chile, Argentina, and so forth. But in countries like Turkey, it's the military that is was charged with keeping radical Islam in check and did, by the way, for the first uh, 90 years of the Turkish Republic. Well, uh, the Erdogan regime has... has 
basically taken away all the traditional uh, Ataturkists and the Turkish military. So that train left the station. The Venezuelan military had a, a mind, apparently, to moderate the power of the Maduro regime and the Chavez regime before. By the way, Hugo Chavez, former Venezuelan paratrooper. So there is some knowledge in the uh, Venezuelan regime about what an armed military can do. Maduro regime is arming gangs even as it disarms the military to keep itself in power. Seems the Maduro regime knows the same thing that I do. In at least that case, not true everywhere in the world, but in the case of Venezuela, or as it's pronounced on Minnesota Public Radio, Venezuela, the military and an armed citizenry was the thing that the Maduro regime feared the most. People with guns and the resolve to use them to win their freedom back, or at least to depose the kleptocratic dictatorship that is currently starving that country to death. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. That's why I'm a second advocate. How are you doing? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll go to your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. He arrived right at noon to get the toilet in shape. When all of a sudden, their dog Hershey escaped. And rather than stand there flat on his feet, he set down his tools and chased her down the street. He's your Benjamin Franklin plumber, and he's a true legend. 952-933-8888. Save $200 on water heaters. Dogs love warm baths, too. If you've ever wanted to learn how to dance, now is your chance. My name is Paul Burtas. My wife Natalie and myself own and operate American Classic Ballroom in Victoria, Minnesota. Two left feet, no problem. Date night, we've got you covered. Wedding dance, we are the experts. Call us today at 952-934-0900 and get 10% off any package of private lessons. That is 952-934-0900 or find us on the web at acballroom.com. That's acballroom.com. You own a local business or any business, and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch. But you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We make every digital dollar count towards sales success. We won't waste your money. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers from everywhere. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. I loved playing high school sports. 
I love the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. So if you want your freedom, son, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. Conciliary running the board. Feels like old times. <laughs> it's like it's like having Ben Carson do your brain surgery for you. <laughs> Excellent to have you back uh, in control here. Uh, Getting the, ba- the band back together. That's right. right. Uh, yeah. No, sometimes just like get the right song for the right situation every time. Uh, great to have the concealer. He, of course, the, normally the executive producer of the show, calling the shots, pulling the strings from upstairs on the uh, mahogany row here at Salem Twin Cities. But uh, he's down here in the bunker today, doing his uh, doing his uh, mandatory time down in the bunker because every once in a while the upstairs people do have to come down here. Uh, it's a good policy on the part of Salem Twin Cities. Anyway, talking about uh, how the complete confiscation of firearms by uh, the Venezuelan authorities, the Maduro, and before that, the Chavez uh, governments uh, over the last 10 years have made it impossible for people to exercise the ultimate veto on tyranny, the ability to rise up against that tyranny, and how the... the uh, the uh, What was I saying here? Why the uh, military, in fact which could have been counted on to do something about the Maduro regime and the complete collapse of Venezuelan society is unable to do much because they got disarmed as well. Oops, an army without guns is basically just another starving rabble like the rest of Venezuelan society. That's why I'm a Second Amendment advocate. The only uh, guarantee we have at the, at, in the ultimate extreme against tyranny after everything else has failed, which thankfully it has not in this country and likely won't during our lifetimes, fingers crossed, and keep Alexander Ocasio-Cortez away from the presidency, uh, all of them away from the presidency, is the fact that we do have the ability to exercise the ultimate veto. And in this country, it would most likely be the guys with their hunting rifles and the guys with the tanks which makes a pretty good one-two punch against a tyranny. I have to say so myself. 651-289-4488 in uh, Minneapolis. Bob, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Yeah, I was talking to your stringer, and I remember in the movie Holocaust, uh, they they brought up uh, the uprising in Warsaw. Yep. You know, the, with the, guns, and uh, 
suffice to say, Hitler wasn't able to celebrate his birthday on that day. He was not, and it's an excellent point. The 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 fact is, and, and there was two there there are actually two uprisings in Warsaw over the course of two years. The first one, uh, the last one, it was the biggest one. It was heavily uh, armed by the Allies, the Russians, and the Western Allies. Thanks for your call, Rob. It was an excellent point there. Uh, it was the Polish Home Army, the the real resistance, an actual resistance movement, not the latte drinking Pilates doing bobbleheads who call themselves the hashtag resistance today. No, these were people who risked their lives and their families' lives to uh, act against the Nazis, to sabotage the, the Nazi war effort, to sabotage the industrial output, to cut down telephone lines, to blow up train lines, and eventually to kill German soldiers and collaborators in countries all through occupied Europe. This being Poland, uh, the Nazis' uh, oppression was worse than most. And before that came the uprising in the Warsaw Ghetto, the uh, a, basically a concentration camp that had been built out of a couple of neighborhoods in the city of Warsaw, a traditional Jewish neighborhood that had been turned into basically a brick concentration camp. And... When the word got out that the Nazis were going to either kill everyone in the camp or ship them off to death camps where they would perforce die, they did what they could to die standing on their feet. I mean, survival was scarcely an option for any of them, although, as it turned out, the uh, the leader of the uh, Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, uh, a, a Jewish fellow, a, a student who led the resistance in the Warsaw Ghetto, uh, only passed away a few years ago, within the last 10 years or so. He did manage to get away. Uh, most did not. But it took the Nazis a month to wipe out the last of the resistance. And bear in mind, Jews in Germany had been barred the right to keep and bear arms for the better part of a decade by this point. Jews in Poland had never had the right to keep and bear arms. They launched this uprising with a few stolen rifles, a few dozen stolen pistols that had an average of six or seven rounds per gun between them. They made Molotov cocktails out of stolen gasoline to fight back against the tanks and against the German troops. They stole a few hand grenades. They improvised some explosives out of whatever they could find. Sometimes they just fought with pieces of sharpened metal. And it took the most powerful military in the world at that point in 1942, the German army and the SS, a month to wipe out the resistance. And in other parts of Poland, they never wiped out the resistance. There's an interesting movie on Netflix, not for a few years, starring Daniel Craig from a few years ago uh, about the uh, group that it's a true story. It, it's hard to believe because, unfortunately, the movie does go for something of a Hollywood ending, which is uh, the great scourge that Hollywood uh, always imparts on, on movies based on history. The final battle which isn't a horrible Hollywood ending. It's not a completely, uh, completely absurd Hollywood ending, but the final battle of them, which, by the way, is called Defiance, starring Daniel Craig. And it is a true story of a gang of Jews who escaped from the Nazis attempt to basically massacre entire Polish Jewish villages uh, in the early years of the war. They escaped into the woods. They taught themselves how to fight. They stole guns or took guns that people had hidden away during earlier gun safety efforts in Poland and uh, fought and resisted the Nazis till the end of the war and lived. 
And so when people ask, why are you a Second Amendment advocate? I say, because government, I mean, we, are, we don't know how lucky we are in this country that is stupid and ugly and awful as our government can be. There have been much worse. Most of human history is much, much, much worse. And as bad as the government we have is and as dysfunctional as the society we have is, what we have is worth defending as it is, rhetorically if need be, by force if we have to. God forfend that that happened. That's why. By the way, Super Bowl's coming up. The Washington Post is going to run a $5.5 million Super Bowl ad voiced by Tom Hanks, highlighting the critical work of reporters and the role that work plays in Americans' everyday lives. The article has a point. The ad has a point. The media does, in fact, do a crucial job. Democracy, representative uh, government needs a media to comfort the uh, afflicted and afflict the comfortable. It just so happens the media have does a we have does a lousy job of it, and we deserve better, and we need to demand better. Hence, I'll be back next Saturday. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Waiting for spring pitchers and catchers to report. So God bless you all. God bless America. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it, trust me.
Call AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Did you ever notice your tablet and phone screens seem to break at the worst time? Here at Arby's, we can fix them. Don't live with a cracked screen. We'll fix those right here in our shop. Let's give your broken screen the boot right here at Arby's. We can be reached at 763-441-3884 or at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. 